0: Welcome to Expanding Reality. I am your host, Brandon Thomas. On this episode, we got the honor to sit down with Taylor Alina. She is a spiritual coach and a healer. Uh, Guys, on this one, we go down some amazing rabbit holes. She tells us about her ayahuasca experience, which is one of the most incredible accounts of an ayahuasca experience I've ever heard and how she integrated it. It's its absolutely fascinating. Uh, we talk a lot about shadow work, uh, earth magic, timeline, and reality shifting, and of course, plant medicines. So guys, check out this incredible, incredible episode. I am truly grateful that Taylor came on to spend some time with us. It's just one of the coolest conversations I've ever had. So... For all the ways to find her, check the show notes. For all the ways to expand your experience with us here on the show, you can do that at expandingrealitypodcast.com. That is where links to all of everything are Rockfin, uh, merchandise, uh, the other socials, all that kind of stuff, which is linked in the show notes as well. So now that we got that out of the way, let's get to this incredible conversation with Taylor Alina. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, You are, of course, a spiritual coach and a healer, and we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to cover. So before we get it kicking on all of that, uh, just let my audience know who you is.
1: Yes. So I'm Taylor Alina. Um, You can find me on Instagram. That's my home, and it's just Taylor Alina. Um, And basically, I am a spiritual life coach and energetic healer. So um, I help people work through their trauma. I help people work through opening up their spiritual gifts. Um, It all just depends person by person, but I really go a lot into like shadow work and um, you know, just helping people navigate this weird like experience that is being a human. (laughs)
0: It it is. And it's especially weird lately, right? I don't know if we all if everybody in their life gets to a certain point, but it feels globally that things are a lot more dense and a little bit heavier. And so what you facilitate is necessary now more than ever. So and what I love about it, shadow work, you call alchemy of the soul, and I could not agree more. So let's go into that shadow work is something I really wanted to talk to you about. It's not something when we cover much, we kind of skip over it uh, here on the show a lot. But I'd, I'd like to go deep down into the shadows with you if you don't mind. So tell us what you mean by the alchemy of the soul
1: alchemy of the soul so basically it's turning all of your um like your buried undesirable hidden parts that you keep hidden from the rest of the world and bringing it into light and and learning how to integrate it into who you are as a person right because all those like dark pieces are still you whether you like to claim them or not and usually when you let them run around or not run around, but when you let them kind of like sit in a box or sit in the basement of like your soul, they come out in in ways that are undesirable. Most of the time, we usually project those onto other people, you know, A lot of people that are like judgmental, um, they're usually very judgmental of themselves. And so there's, or maybe they got judged a lot as a kid, or there's, you know, different reasons as to why they do what they do. And so shadow work is basically understanding why we do what we do, but also making those dark parts of ourselves more lovable. And um, this concept of the shadow was created or founded or what do you whatever you want to say is um by Carl Jung. He's a, or Jung. I, I mispronounce everything all the time. So. No, they're
0: both the same, <laughs> so. tomato, tomato. I, I've heard them both the same way. You're great. You nailed it. Yeah. You nailed it twice.
1: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so he was pretty much the founder of the shadow and the shadow self. And so um, what I kind of help people do is go through the process of finding those pieces of themselves that have been, you know, cast away into the shadows and um, helping them understand how those are wreaking havoc on their life and how to make them stop, you know? And so the shadow is usually formed um, during childhood sometimes. And in, in my um, well, in the psych- psychology realm, it's formed in childhood, but in my realm of things in the spiritual spiritual realm it could be past life stuff it could be previous lives it could be formed in um in the womb when because you have a very like deep connection with your mother while you're in the womb because you're in there for nine months right and so you you develop these um notions that parts of you are dark or unworthy or unlovable by society or by your family by teachers religious upbringings you know your self-talk school all these different things the media so these parts these unlovable parts they they get deemed unworthy and then you kind of just toss them out because that's That's um, survival. Right. So as a kid, you're learning to survive. That's your ego's mechanism of being like, oh, well, if I get angry and throw a tantrum, then I'm not going to get love from my parents. I'm going to get punished and sent to my room. And so your brain is like, "Okay, well, now I can't express anger because that gets me in trouble and doesn't get me what I want. And so then it casts that away. And so um, that's kind of the concept of like your shadow self. Does that make sense?
0: No, it totally does. And I just wanted a little bit more clarity on it because it seems like also that shadow self can be referred to, uh, and I've heard it referred several different ways, and I'm, I'm grateful you're here to answer this. So it it can be also just things that you fancy that maybe aren't socially acceptable. Like if you've got a secret yeah. to hide, if you've got something that you're doing, that's not hurting anybody. You're just living your life, making some decisions, whatever, but it's a little taboo or you don't live in an area where that's okay. Um, yeah. So... Even that though, so do you, do you abolish that altogether or do you fall in love with it and integrate it into you just as part of who you are without judgment?
1: Yeah. So you, the thing is, it's like, you don't want to abolish any of that right? because if you abolish it, you're basically doing what society does to you and, and says that part of you is not okay. You know? And so you never want to do that. You want to find healthy ways to be able to integrate it into who you are. So say like, you're sexually promiscuous. Right. And that's frowned upon in society. Well, instead of, you know, going around and sleeping with like a hundred different people, unless that's what you want to do, you know, but a lot of times when people do that, they carry like shame and guilt. And, and that later comes back to them, at least in my personal experience. Um, and just because of like their upbringing or, you know, religion and things like that. So they want to be like, um, sexually promiscuous, but society or, you know, whatever the media says, says that's not okay. So then we hide it, right? And then we do it in unsafe ways, or, you know, we end up in certain predicaments because of, you know, we're trying to do it in secrecy or whatever the case is. And it's just like finding a healthy way to express those parts so instead of like if you didn't want to go sleep with like 100 people and even though you have those urges you can go take a burlesque class or learn how to pole dance right and that still satisfies that like that sexuality and embracing your sexuality or maybe go have an orgy and see what that's about and if see if you like it you know and now so there's talking. just like there's yeah
0: that'll be <laughs> so uh, linked on taylor's uh, website there we'll link all that in the show notes for you guys. <laughs>
1: No. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just like learning how like, well, so going back to like the society thing, like all the taboos I feel like in life are a gateway to a lot of hidden shit. Right. And so I feel like there's taboos for a reason. People say like, this is a taboo. So we shouldn't talk about it. We shouldn't do it. We shouldn't do this. But why not? right? Because there's something there that you can unlock in yourself. Maybe it'll take you to the next level. Maybe, maybe it won't, but you never know unless you, you try and find out.
0: You know, And you're absolutely right. And things like that. I mean, if it's consenting adults and you're doing what you want, any yeah. shame that comes from it is something that you've learned or something that you've picked up, mm-hmm. right? And usually from social norms, yep. like you said, you listed it out perfectly, your parents' religion, all of that. But I am with you on the taboos thing. I think it's perfect. Because who gives a shit, right? If you want to go do that and all hundred dudes are in for it or you want to go explore yourself in that way, you only get so many spins around the sun here. So if you want to do that, everyone's on board. Go for it. And this is what's interesting, too, about like the OnlyFans thing or whatever that uh, I know a couple people have touched on, but I I think it's fascinating in the way of how successful it is. And then people ask, well, why is that? And the reason is, is because of what you're talking about right here. It's a taboo that's hidden. There's obviously, I'm going to say market for it, but there's a desire for both of those needs to be met. And when you give it a platform, well, that used to be a platform where people could go and express that and engage in that kind of activity... In a safe way, everyone's consenting. They've got dudes, you know, whoever has money, the whoever wants to perform and, you know, step on cake or show their butthole for like five bucks, that's awesome. If that's what you guys want to do, <laughs> yeah. fucking go for it. And uh but I'm with you. And even down to like somebody, you know, let's say a male in a super masculine area where this is not promoted, wants to go take a ballet class or something like that. And they have to hide that. Well, that's not shadow you know, you do the shadow work by fulfilling your dreams and, and living your life's true purpose. And everything else falls mm-hmm. into place. So um What's the difference then? Does it ring differently to the individual trauma that was instilled or shadow work that needs to be done from past life things or earlier on in life things versus things that you choose to do that are taboos and hide? Like, is there an energetic difference between something inflicted on you and something you choose to do that you're ashamed of?
1: Um, hmm. Well, the thing is, is like the the reason you're ashamed to go do it is usually because of something that happened in childhood. Does that make sense? So they're kind of all connected. So shadow work goes into like, okay, so why, why is this taboo for me? Why do I feel ashamed? Why am I guilty about doing this? If it's consenting between everybody involved, why do I feel wrong doing it? And so it's like backtracking, um, into the why and so sometimes when you backtrack through the why sometimes it brings you to you know maybe a past relationship or sometimes it brings you to something your parents told you or sometimes it brings you all the way to past lives maybe you were persecuted as a witch in a past life so it really just depends person to person because shadow work is really just backtracking to find the why does that
0: make sense? No, it completely makes sense, and I love even um, and this idea that it can be even resonant from a past life is very new to me. Like I didn't even think of that shit. That's crazy. Yeah. And, um, I was talking to Amy Blair about it. I've I've had a bunch of people on. We've we've discussed this at length, but it's it's fascinating to me how things that you didn't choose consciously in this life have to do with that, and it's almost like. Let's say that you um, play multiple games of something, uh, and but you switch teams, right? Let's say you're on a rugby team and um, you switch teams and you go around to all. Well, you're you're still playing the sport. You've got the experience, but what you did on this team shouldn't affect you and what happens in the other, you would think. But really what's happening is that you, your career – or an amalgamation perhaps in this analogy of all of your past lives together. So they're all of your experience put together. So it's a tapestry. And we think that we get, you know, or a lot of folks consciously here, it's hard to lose sight of that. It's not just this. I mean, it might be just this, but if we're talking on these levels and applying these concepts, then you have to factor it all in. And it's all very important, which is fascinating to me. So, um, yeah. Do you think though, that perhaps a uh, shadow work that you come here with to f- solve is kind of like, uh, if you're an actor and you're given, what your character description is to go play the role that you're here to play. So let's say, for instance, if you sign up to come into this life and you say, okay, I want to go the spiritual path. okay, They're like, okay, well, we're going to load you down with some past life trauma. Uh, your mom's going to be a piece of shit, you know, uh, and you're going to go through a pretty drug thing at like 18 and it's going to be really rough. And then that will let you go where you want to be. Do you think it's part of the story on purpose or do you think, like, what do you think that has to do with? Like, why does that even exist?
1: I think past life stuff is more just, it's unresolved things that you didn't um, fully process from that life. So when you came into this life, it's like, okay, well, maybe I'll try to resolve some of that in this life. And so I think um, I th- I'm i not 100% sure if it's intentional or not. I haven't um, I'm not sure. That's actually a really good question. And I actually never thought about that until you asked that question.
0: Well, I do a lot of the why's. Like philosophy is kind of the thing, right? We go over these concepts and I want to know why. I want to know what the mechanisms are, like what creates that, what begets that, right? But it is kind of interesting the way you put it. I was just thinking like if you have the opportunity to watch downton abbey every lifetime you just don't understand it and it's lost on you or like david lynch like you don't get to graduate if you don't understand the david lynch films you know what i mean it's something Mm -hmm. like that right it's weird
1: yeah yeah and oh there was another part that i forgot too so a lot of um your shadows too can come from ancestral trauma so um
0: yeah, it's like another kick in the dick. You're like, what are you talking about? The shit with my mom did that affects me. What are we doing here? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's so many things that can really like shadow work is kind of more of a broad term for a lot of different types of like shadow work that you can do. And so, like, trauma can get passed down through your DNA. And so, um, epigenetics is kind of like, I've been kind of looking a little bit more into it a little bit. I'm not an expert in by any means it's more something that just fascinates me, but, um, When there's unresolved trauma, um, it gets stored in the body, right? And so sometimes when trauma is very intense, the mind can't process it all. So what happens is it stores it in the body for a later time to be processed. And so if somebody isn't ever ready to process it, then that trauma doesn't just disappear, it gets, it literally changes your dna right and so that gets encoded and imprinted in your dna and then it gets passed down from generations to generations until somebody finally decides to you know open up that box and um you know heal that trauma and so it's uh yeah it's really intense
0: (laughs) it's so fascinating i want to say there was a study done on i can't remember if it was polish people or italian people i can't remember anyway some culture of people. And what they what they did a study on was why they retained so much body fat. You know, um, after a certain generation like they just all were heavier and thicker. Uh, for, like they would just eat like the same things as other people and just gain weight like a ton. And the interesting part about it is they traced it back ancestrally to a famine that occurred that wiped out like all of these people. And so the genetic memory of that got passed down through the generations. It's now they just retain weight, even though food's abundant. Right. It's it's wild.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's really wild because when people say like, you know, when depression runs in a family or anxiety or something, people are like, oh, it's just genetics and they don't go any further into it. But really, it's genetic memory. And there's a reason that it's there you know? And so it's like, when you really dig in and look into it, it's like, yeah, it's genetics, but you can actually do something about it. Like just because it's genetic doesn't mean you're doomed. You can heal that in your family line. So you don't pass that down, you know? And, and the thing is, is with time, um, when you heal something in your family line in this moment, now it spreads throughout the whole entire timeline. And because time isn't really, I mean, time is a man-made concept, right? And so time is like, we look at it as like past, present, future, or if some people look at it like future, present, past, however your mental image works. And so time really is just like this layered multi-dimensional thing all happening like at the same time, and there's all these little different pockets of things. And so, when you heal something in yourself right now, it doesn't just affect you; it affects everybody that has that same genetic code or that same genetic imprint. And so, it puts to rest a lot of things um, just by you healing yourself. And that's why, like, I hate when people are like, "Oh, but like, why? Why just focus on yourself? Like, that's selfish." And I'm like, "No, you're doing it for other people too." Like. Self-healing isn't selfish. It's it's not just for you. Like it expands to massive ripple like ripple effects. And so I don't know. That just like I hate when people say that self-healing is selfish. It really gets on my nerves.
0: <laughs> Taylor Elena bring in the heat. That was incredible. There's so much to unpack in that, which we will do now. So what's fascinating okay. about this, and I'm completely there with you, have you ever heard of Pat Mahan? <clears throat>
1: I don't think so.
0: Okay, there's a lot of things I need to send you. Okay, I'm also going to send okay, you Okay, yes, please I have, do. <laughs> I got you covered. Uh, and Bruce H. Lipton, have you ever heard of him? Mm-mm. Okay, so he talks a lot about epigenetics. One of my favorite uh, on the subject, absolutely fascinating, above genetics is what he's, t- what he's talking about there, and that's what epigenetics means. So uh, he is fascinating, and you will love him. I'm going to send you all this stuff. I'm noting it. But um, so something amazing that you're talking about is this idea... And, you know, we think of this thing linearly, or I did it first. This is, I was guilty of this. Whenever I heard that expression, which I still fucking adore, and it's that uh, it happened in my family until it happened to me. And I fucking love that. Like, I get chills every time I think about I the that. implications of that, right? And so what you just said fired me the fuck up. So great job. I, I love this conversation already. You're adorable. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. So um, with the transdimensional shit, this is what's so interesting. And you do talk about also this idea of the king eats first, you know, the concept. I'm sure you're familiar. The best example of it in today's society is whenever the masks drop in an airplane, they tell you to put yours on before you help your kids out. That yes. is on purpose. That's for your survival because you're no good to anyone. If you pass out, now everybody dies, right? And so it's this kind of concept too. If you just let the alcoholism take over, if you just beat your wife because that's what your dad did, if you abandon your kids because that's what your dad did, it, then it ran in the in your family to, to, still like you didn't stop that but it's up to each one of us to heal our family line and it's not for us it's for everyone this trips me the fuck out now one last thing I'm going to say about this I'm going to turn you back loose but is uh you the way that you explained it finally I understand uh quantum entanglement have you ever heard of this concept in quantum physics
1: a little bit, yeah.
0: So it's when the idea goes is that two particles that are separated, they're they're twin particles, okay? And they're separated over the entire universe. It, it No distance matters. When you affect the spin of one, it affects the spin of the other instantaneously. So there's no lag in time, which lends to the idea that the speed of light is not the maximum speed limit in the universe because light couldn't travel that fast to make them communicate. How it, how it pertains, why I got so fucking fired up by what you just said is this could be an actual explanation for what you're talking about when you're healing past life traumas in your generation. You're affecting the particle that's in you now, but because time isn't linear and there's no such thing as real time, it's just from this perspective, everything's happening now. So when you affect the spin or the vibe or the traits of you now you affect everything else across your entire generational timeline it's like the ultimate um back to the future you know when he like affects something and then it like he doesn't disappear from the picture it's this shit right here maybe this is it maybe you just unlocked everything way to go
1: thanks i did it
0: yeah you way <laughs> Do way I get to a gold go star? You, you definitely get a goddamn gold star nice job
1: <laughs> yeah so and it's funny because like I do I do a lot of reading and I do a lot of research but some of this information is actually just downloaded to me. So uh and then so I actually get these like information downloads so this information will come to me, get downloaded and then I go and do the research afterwards to kind of confirm the information that I already know. Does that make sense?
0: That makes total sense and it's a badass way to do it. It's like you get this intuition that's correct but you trust yet verify. That's pretty cool. I dig that.
1: Yeah. Because if you just go to someone you're like, oh yeah, I I tell you all this information and they're like, well, how do you know it? I'm like, I just know it. They're going to be like, okay, well, fuck off. Like, what do you know? So then, you know, so what I do is I kind of like reverse engineer it is I just, I'm like, okay, I know all this stuff. I don't know how I, I mean, I do know how I know it, but now I have to go like prove it, prove that it's true so that other people can understand it and see that it might actually be true.
0: Yeah, and a way to apply the information to other people so that they can receive it in a way that's beneficial for them. Great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I do that with a lot of stuff. And um, so, yeah, and also, too, if I end up, like, pausing or kind of, like, tripping over my words, it's because I'm either, like, receiving some type of, like, energetic download and I'm trying to, like, understand if it's something I'm supposed to be saying to you or if it's something that's just, like, coming.
0: Oh, my God, <laughs> So, geez. if I ever,
1: like... Yeah, <laughs> and feel so if free I'm to ever just like, looking in the corner and like look spaced out, that's usually what's happening.
0: <laughs> Dude, send it. And if you've got anything that comes out, please, yeah, feel free. This is, like I said, be as comfortable and as you as you want to be. This is awesome.
1: Sweet, yeah, because usually people like, are you okay? Like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. Just, just ignore me. <laughs>
0: right. <But> like, yeah, <laughs> do you, Are you seizing out? Do you smell almonds? Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> are you good? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, one of the other things I wanted to touch on with you uh, is earth magic. Let's, let's talk about some magic. Let's yeah. get some whimsy up, yes. up in this bitch. So what is earth magic for you?
1: So actually it's kind of funny. So what the initial thing that you said when you're like, um, just grateful that i'm not in the ground and I, I was like damn i wish i was in the ground but i think we meant it in like two very different senses
0: <laughs> yes i say um, every day above ground's a good one just meaning that i'm still conscious and alive i'm yeah, still in no, the game no, I, yeah but underground's pretty dope like do you bury yourself in shit every now and then no
1: no oh, okay. i don't bury myself i do like to put my feet in the ground sure but i've actually been doing yeah so like kind of like earthing but um yeah earth magic is very um it's something that I've, I'm like deeply drawn to. And so earth magic can be a lot of different things. So it's basically just the way that we connect to nature and connect to the earth and its energies. And, um, you can use it to, I guess, manifest things or, you know, bring things into fruition or heal or whatever your intention is. And so the earth is just this ball of, energy. There's so much like energy in this earth. And a lot of us don't tap into it. And when you learn to tap into the energy of the earth and the, you know, just nature in general, you learn to tap into your own nature, like your own inner nature. And so the more that I have connected with nature, And nature magic and all these things. And I'll get into like kind of examples to kind of expand on that a little bit more. But the most like the more you connect to that, the more you start to understand yourself better. And so kind of how I got into like earth magic was um, I used to just sit in my backyard and meditate. And so I would meditate and I'd be journaling or doing whatever. And then I would ask like a question to my guides and I'm like, okay, well, um, should I do this? And then the wind would blow a certain way. Or like, I'd hear, like, I'd see like the trees, um, you know, their leaves rustling a certain way and the wind blowing a certain way. And then like the birds would interact. And like, I would see that same pattern over and over. And I'm like, okay, so that means yes. And then I've watched, you know, a different pattern emerge from the way it was like a different wind pattern and a different sound of the birds. And I was like, okay, that's a no. And so then I would start asking these questions and um, like simple yes or no questions that I already knew the answer to, to kind of just like confirm it. And so I was like, okay, is my name Taylor in this life? And then I would get a yes. And then I would be like, am I a dude? And it would be like, no, I don't think so. Right. (laughs) And, uh, and so I would just ask these like questions. And, and so that kind of just like piqued my interest. I'm like, there's this whole, like connection that we're all missing out on that like if you just listen very intently and and tune into the vibration of this earth you could answer so many of your questions and it's insane like i talk to trees like <laughs> i talk to like i talk to everything i talk to plants trees the dirt there's just so much to to learn from it and like i don't know it just it, it's just fascinating it and is so you magic. can use like yeah, it's it's fucking magic. It's like magic. <laughs> and it yeah, it's it's magic. And so the things you can do with earth magic is just wild. It's wild. So some of the things that I've learned, um, there's something called it's called uh Olympia or Olympia, yeah, Olympia. And so basically what it is is you gather um different like herbs from the earth. So you can go in the the woods or the forests or whatever. And I usually just go based off of what calls to me. So plants will talk to me and they'll tell me like, oh, well I do this or I do this or I do this. And then obviously like I go confirm it and and look it up. I've learned to just kind of trust myself now, but in the beginning I was like, okay, well this berry says it's edible, but maybe I should look it up just in case I don't fucking die. (laughs) (laughs) But then eventually like, I'm like, okay, I, I trust myself now. So uh, you go in the earth and, um, the different plants will talk to me and be like, okay, I want to go in this bundle and I'll just pick them. And so you go and stand in, you can stand in the river, you can stand in the ocean, or you can kind of just have like a bucket of water next to you. And so you need, um, it's you and another person usually, or you can do it on your own and you take the energy from the plants and you dip it in the water and then you just go over and you kind of like, um, I don't even know what you would call this motion. Like you kind of just like
0: um, like a Chicago, like in um, plant medicine of, ceremonies. Okay.
1: Yeah. 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 So you kind of just like tap on the person, like you feel where they're, they're stuck or where their are um, like energy centers are blocked. Like, for me personally, like when I work on someone, I could feel in my body where they have pain or like stuck stuff in their body. Damn. So like if their throat chakra is blocked, I'll have a lump in my throat. And so I'll be like, what's been going on with your throat? And then I'll start tapping on it with the plant bundle. And they're like, um, like I have a really hard time expressing myself or, you know, like, I feel like I can't speak up or blah, 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 and whatever. And so I'll like, just work on it with the plants. And then you dip it back in the water to kind of like cleanse the energy. And so you do this, go through this whole process. And then at the end, it's crazy because like, you'll have these like luscious green plants. And at the end of it, they're black. Like they soak up all of that energy from that person's body. And so at the end of it, you give thanks to the earth and to the plants and the water and the energy and everybody involved. And then you the like best case scenario would be like river. So you would throw it down the river and then you would let the river carried away and you give it back to the earth. And so it cleanses out all of these like energy centers just from nature.
0: How amazing is that? That is so cool.
1: Yeah, Isn't it cool? Yeah. And so it's just like different stuff like that. And really there's no like rhyme or reason. It's like, use your intuition. Usually the earth just tells me like what it wants me to do. And I'd listen
0: See, and this is what I love, and I want to get into plant ceremonies with you as well, but um, when I did ayahuasca, my first ayahuasca ceremony, it was like this. It's it's very involved. There's a lot to it, and there's so much intuitiveness, and I want to just call it magic, but it's beautiful, you know, the whole thing. It's just yeah. like a ballet of just this awesome energy, and I'm a big fan of this type of process, so of course, I, I believe this stuff. I, I love it, because that's what they say about ayahuasca in general, is I believe that the, the indigenous tribes that found it said, you know, they told us which plants to use, you know, the plants spoke to us, mm-hmm. and you're confirming yeah. that that happened. For you too, it'd be cool if in your area your plants would tell you, Hey, look, no one knows about this, but if you combine me with these other three things, you will trip balls, you know, and like they give you like some new psychedelic that's just right. crazy and they'll name it after you or something. That would be pretty cool. Anything like that?
1: I haven't had anything like that yet, but I'm going to put it out there in the universe to like make it happen. And then I'm going to credit you for it for the <laughs> idea.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, we'll still name it at, name it after you. That sounds great. Uh, but I'll take a little bit. So uh, do <laughs> okay. you, are you able to like identify just not even visually, just by communication with the entity, uh, different psychoactive mushrooms like psilocybin? Are you able to detect that versus like a poisonous one?
1: Um, not yet. That's something that I'm kind of working on. Like I haven't really, um, done a lot with that yet. My brother is really, really in tune. Like he's a really into mycology and and all those things. So we kind of go on nature, like foraging walks together when we're together, which is really cool. And so like, he's taught me a lot about mushrooms. He's taught just like regular, like foraging and things like that. So I've learned a lot about mushrooms through him. Um, but I haven't been brave enough to like,
0: go yank them out in the wild. That, yeah.
1: yeah. Go yank them out of the wild just because, um, yeah, I don't know.
0: No, I get it. It's <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't
1: gotten there yet.
0: Yeah. No, but it actually, is.
1: So I wanted to um, touch on something that you said before. So actually the, me being able to talk to plants actually happened after my ayahuasca experience. Really? So I wasn't able to do this until after I did ayahuasca.
0: Oh my God. Please tell us about this. Go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah. So it was really interesting. Like when I did ayahuasca, um, it was actually about a it was a year, well, November of last year. Okay. So and and she's like ayahuasca, mother ayahuasca spirit has been working with me for about an entire year. So it's been really interesting. And the way that I know that it's her I'll see like in my mind's eye, or actually in the physical world, a snake. And um
0: interesting. That's like okay.
1: Yeah her representation for me. Um so yeah, so uh, the ayahuasca experience really like unlocked some interesting things for me and I actually in the first night that I because it was um a two was it two nights? two night ceremony and then the third day we did um San Pedro. Oh, hell yeah. Um yeah, and so the first night there was like a bunch of shit happened but I'll just say what kind of what pertains to this. Um, but there was this, I just saw all these like green, like fractal patterns and things. And then I saw mother ayahuasca take a key and unlock my brain. What? And she said, I just unlocked a lot of shit. Like she, those weren't her words. Obviously I'm paraphrasing. Right. Cause she didn't cuss at me, <laughs> but she's like, I, I just unlocked all of these things out of your mind. You asked for more creative and more psychic abilities. So here you go, make sure you use them because don't let this go to waste. And I was like, okay. And then I saw my brain unlock and then all these like crazy patterns just like bursted out. And I was like, huh, okay. I wonder what this is going to mean. And then this whole year has just been all these different gifts, just like coming out of me. And so it's been a really interesting year
0: <laughs> that's easily one of the coolest uh, ayahuasca experiences i've ever heard that's amazing that's how you want it to go right uh, that's the most positive one i've ever heard to be honest with you well
1: and that that was my tame night
0: <laughs> my <laughs>
1: other the second night if my second night happened first i probably wouldn't have done a second night I my second night was fucking yeah. wild so. well,
0: do you mind yeah. sharing that
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, long, I'll kind of give you like spark notes version. Cause I don't want to take up the whole time. I don't know. Okay. But, we got all um, the
0: time in the world. To talk about whatever the hell you want. You're just wonderful and a okay. delight to talk to So let's just talk about whatever <laughs> okay. the hell you want. Deal. Okay.
1: So, um, okay. So the second night, um, of ayahuasca, when we were sitting around like the altar in our little mattresses, um, I was sitting there and breathing and I was like, okay, like, I don't know what to expect tonight. Like the first night I was fucking terrified. Like I was shaking. Like when I went up in line, like my hands were like this. And I was like, I'm going to get out of this line. I can't do this. Like, what if I die? I'm going to shit my pants. I don't like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't want to shit myself in front of everybody. <laughs> Luckily I did not. <laughs> but um, so anyways, night two, I was like, all right, I got this. Like night one was doable. Night two we'll be fine. And so I was sitting there like doing the meditation, like the opening ceremony and, um, her spirit, just like, I don't even know if it was hers. It was just something came over me. And it was like, like possessed me. And it just like, was this like warrior goddess energy. And it was like, you're fucking badass. you're going to do this. And this is going to kickstart like some fucking crazy shit for you. So get ready. And then I was like, okay, cool. And then I heard her voice say, Oh, and by the way, you're going to go through an exorcism tonight. And I was like, A what? Oh, what? <laughs> she was like an exorcism. And I was like, what do you mean an exorcism? And we're having this conversation like in my head. Yeah. And um, she's like, she's like, don't worry. It's not the kind of exorcism that you think. And I was like, okay, cool. And then, so normally I would have been like fucking terrified after hearing the word exorcism, but I was just like, no, this is fine. And so I got in line and you know, the shaman looked at me and she, she was like, okay, And she knew how much to give me and she like poured it all the way to the top. And like the night before I had like a little bit because I had never done it before. And she's like, here you go. And I was like, Oh shit, (laughs) this is going to be wild. And so I went and sat back down on the mattress and people are still in line. It's like five minutes in and like, it's, it's already like hitting me. Oh yeah. And, and the first night it took like an hour for it to hit me. So Um, I was sitting there and my hands just started doing all these like weird, like flowy kind of motions, like on their own. Like I wasn't consciously moving my hands. They were just going, I was like, Oh God, what's happening. This is going to be fucking crazy. And so I'm sitting there just still. And then I see like these like, um, extraterrestrial beings almost, they were kind of like shadowy extraterrestrial beings, which kind of freaked me out a little bit. So I ended up calling on like my spirit guides and like please protect me. Like, I don't know what this is. Like, and I just felt their presence like over me. They're like, no, you're good. You're safe. I was like, okay, cool. Let and me, then, so my hand, Oh, go d- ahead.
0: Just describe them to me, what made you say extraterrestrials over demons or something like that?
1: Um, It just felt, um, it felt like cosmic.
0: Okay. Does that make sense? No, it definitely does. Okay. That's a great way to describe it. Okay. I want to come back to that, but continue on your story. Yes
1: yeah so it was like almost like um you know in a movie where somebody's in the hospital and they wake up from a coma and then everybody's like standing around them yeah you know that like have you ever seen that visual so that's what it was like it felt like i was on like a surgery table and um there was these like extraterrestrial beings like just um around me on the surgery table and so my hands were doing all these like wild movements and then they would just pick a spot on my body and they would go like this and they would just like pull shit out of me. So that it was like, like what I heard, like after in hindsight, it was spiritual surgery. So it was literally ripping out all the pieces of me that didn't need to be there anymore, like trauma and, and all these like crazy things. And so I just felt like my, and it was going like that for about an hour. And like, I went out of consciousness for some of it, because I think it was just, some of it was like too intense. And my body was like, you don't need to see all of this. And so I went unconscious. And then one of the shamans saw me going for a while and she came over, she's like, Hey, like, are you okay? Like, And she just like held me. And as soon as I got into her arms, I looked at her and I was like, I'm going to die. And she was like, you're fine. She's She's like, it's okay. You're just going through this like phase. I was like, no, no, like I'm dying. She's like, just let it happen. Like, don't fight it. Don't fight it. And so like, I just let it go. And basically like, I went through, like, I felt like what it felt like to die. And so like, I went through this like death phase and I was like sobbing in her arms and just like crying and crying and crying. And then, um, all of a sudden she like laid me back down and she was like, okay, like you're good, like lay flat. And then, um, mother ayahuasca was like, okay, now you're going to know what it's like to, um, go through the pregnancy process. And I was like okay. What, like, what does that mean? Just like, just wait. And I was like, all right, cool. And so then my hands were doing the weird, like whatever things they were doing. And they went to like where my ovaries were and they just started like pushing on them. And so all of this like sexual energy just started like lighting me up. And it felt like, I kid you not like, it felt like I was having sex and I was not. (laughs) And so it was like this crazy, like sexual energy that was happening. And then all of a sudden. I just, my hands just started doing like, you know, how like a pregnant woman, like rubs her belly, does like that, that rubbing motion. My hands just started doing that. And so she was like, okay, now you're pregnant. Like that was the insemination phase and now you're pregnant. So now you're going to get to enjoy growing life inside of you. And so I'm going through the pregnancy phase. And, um, all of a sudden she's like, all right, sit up. And so I sit up with my like feet up she's like now you have to push now you have to like birth this creation and i was like oh, "What the fuck like this is the moment where i ship myself like, what's gonna happen
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's how they do it
1: <laughs> no but she was like all right get ready and push <laughs> And so I was like, I swear to God, if this is the universe playing jokes on me, this is very elaborate and you have a fucking sick sense of humor. (laughs) But (laughs) uh, she was just like, all right, push. And so all of a sudden, like everything in my field of vision went black. And then I saw this like light coming out of a tunnel. And then I saw this extraterrestrial like holding this like baby made out of light. And it was just like this crazy like rebirth process. and so. Like, it took me a long time to even figure out like what all that meant. Like, I was like, does this mean that that's like a rebirth of me? Is that like a rebirth of like, you know, a project in my life? Is it like a new chapter in my life? Like, what does that mean? And I think it was just all of the above. Like it was all of it, you know? So it was, um, it was very intense. (laughs) It was a lot.
0: So do you think that you were healed for some past life traumas in that moment? whenever they were ripping everything out, the first phase of that?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think some of it was past life stuff. Some of it was this life. And then some of it was just like old identities that I was holding on to because my intention going into it was like, just do whatever you got to do. But I just want to be my highest self. And so whatever you got to do to get me there, do it <laughs> and then you
0: just surrendered to that and let it come and i
1: just yeah and that was my main thing too is like surrender learn how to surrender learn to trust the process because up until that point like i have excuse me um i just had like crippling anxiety that i was like working through and i was just afraid of fucking everything like i was afraid of everything and so that had been something that i was working through up until that point and i was like all right i just want to get this last bit of just like fear that's that's holding onto my soul just out of me because I like, there's no, for what, like, why is it there? I don't need it. And so, um, yeah, that was kind of the intent.
0: It's so fascinating. It's it's one of the best um, descriptions of an ayahuasca experience I've ever heard. I mean, you were very visual with it. Uh, you took us there, which is wonderful, but also it was so deep and poignant. It's the kind of experience you want to have, to be honest with you, because, yes, yeah. you had, it's jarring and all that, but it needs to be, right? Because it's like, what, five or six years of psychotherapy in a few hours. So it needs to be that intense to clear that out. Um, so do you, I, I just want to ask about, have you noticed an observation after your ayahuasca experience? that maybe your parents or your brother or anyone in your family acted differently. Like they had like just all of a sudden gotten their shit together in a certain way. Like, did it affect them?
1: Um, that's a good question. I haven't noticed anything like super significant, but I have noticed like, you know, like my parents being more open to like the type of work that I do, like more open to, you know, my spiritual concepts and things like that. Um, I would say, yeah, they're they're just more open to healing and like asking questions and things like that.
0: That's huge. No, that's a big change. Okay. So that's interesting because again, like talking about what we were talking about, if you heal yourself now, does it heal your family in your immediate space, you know, or do they still need to remain unhealed for you to stay, for you to learn the lessons you need here? You know what I mean? And which could be forgiveness, yeah, unconditional yeah. love, be that anchor, whatever. And it might be situational dependent, Huh?
1: Yeah. And it's actually funny that you say that because, um, the first night, um, I actually saw myself inside my mom's womb for a bit and I felt like all of her pain and like emotion because she had me when she was 19. So she was really young. And, um, so I just felt like all her scared energy and they told me that's where a lot of my anxiety came from was because I was feeling that, that fear and that panic from her. And, um, like, obviously that's not her fault. Like she was young, but it just like, I felt that energetic imprint from her and that kind of carried with me through life. So it was kind of like healing some of that. And so there was a point in it where I just sent her like a ton of just like healing energy throughout um, that first session.
0: Oh my God. So, okay. This is kind of like, (laughs) okay. And, and I love this by the way Uh, my mom's 17 by the way. So I I'm with you on this. Uh, So yeah, Okay, um, another guy uh, that I'd heard a story recounted from a past life memory or an ayahuasca session, I can't remember which one, some may say they're the same thing. Uh, it uh, He was talking about how he was he found out why he was so upset with his dad, because he had a vision of being in the womb with his mom, and he like, beat her and stuff. So it was horrible, it was a horrible situation, but that's why he carried so much trauma uh, against his father. And it was really interesting. So, okay. Have have you heard of the fun fact that if a baby is in a womb physically, that if the mom is sick, the baby will send stem cells of itself to heal the mother? Have you heard about this?
1: Um, I don't know, actually. I don't know if I have.
0: This actually happens in the womb. And it makes sense from a, a survival standpoint, because you if you're an entity, you know, uh, then you would want your host to survive so you can be born and survive, right? It makes sense. You want to make sure that the vehicle you're riding around in for a little while is as tip top as possible. But what's fucking cool is that that doesn't stop. Like think about that, right? Maybe it's not necessarily a physical thing, it's an energetic thing. So if you have a healing in this moment, you can send stem cells emotional healer healing to your mom no matter where she's at because you guys were connected in that way. So I think that would be a, that would be something, right?
1: Yeah, 100%, 100%. Fucking
0: hell. We're just figuring it all out here. Dude. Taylor, you're great. <laughs> we really are. Oh my god. Thanks, um, so are you. This is awesome. Oh,
1: that that reminded me. So I wanted to touch back on a point that you had made earlier and it was um something about like um genetics and you had said something about um like a uh, trying to remember um like a family line where they were like all overweight or something, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I kind of want to go back to that one thing that I noticed, too, was um, a lot of people that are overweight also hold a lot of trauma. And that's why um, their body naturally stores more weight, because it's trying to protect them from from harm.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like when you're insecure. Um, so what's interesting about this too is kind of uh, like acupuncture, like what you were talking about earlier about physical things that you feel, you can feel it uh, whenever they have a problem communicating. Well, the, you communicate with your voice, your vo- vocal cords are located here. So it's energetic centers that reflect the action necessary to perform what you're performing, right? Any of that. So yeah. uh, the uh, weight thing is interesting. And it's like you said, you store it physically. So you can tell, There's you could just look at someone and see this. Uh, and whenever people hold their hands over their arms you could tell that that's a stomach that's a solar plexus thing they have you know bad energy there some things that need to be healed there but they physically show you that by showing you that in real life right it's portrayed physically it it all goes back to that as above so below thing right so if your throat's hurting your throat hurts because they have a problem communicating it's a way to indicate it damn that's fascinating
1: yeah yeah it's pretty cool and i've noticed like um in myself really too, like when I've healed through a lot of my trauma, like I used to carry, like, I was never like fat by any means, but I always had like a little bit of like a belly thing. And so I noticed when I healed a lot of my trauma and, um, especially like my sexual trauma, all of that went away. And like, it was always like that stubborn, like little bit that that I could never get rid of. And then I wasn't like eating different. Like I was still eating and like doing the same exercise. And all of a sudden it was just like done. And I was like, all right, cool. Cool. (laughs)
0: that is wild and yeah, isn't that crazy yeah so that could be where it manifests is there physically have you thought about why that is is it a womb thing because it's in that area
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's a womb thing um yeah because like the sacral chakra is um you know that's where a lot of your sexual trauma would be stored
0: it's just so interesting just the whole thing when you break down energetic bodies like that and then relate them like to the earth and ley lines. Have you have you done any work on that like ley lines or grid grid work with the energy fields of the earth and things?
1: I haven't. No, but that fascinates me.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting. uh, Not too much, but I had a guy named Peter Champeau on uh, and he does uh, this work. And um, again, I'll send you a link. I actually had already written it down here for you. I'm just going to circle it to double send it to you. Uh, And he does work with this um, these grid lines and things like that. And I think that would be a fascinating thing. What you don't have to tell us what city, but what side of the country are you on or what state?
1: Oh, I'm in Connecticut right now.
0: Oh, okay. So you're a little bit away from him and that's okay. Uh, he's in Arizona, but I was going to say, take a trip out there, you know, and go hang out with him on some ley lines. He just bounces around. He did this in the New England area actually originally. So I'm going to actually just set y'all up. Y'all just talk. Oh, cool. he's, oh he's such a sweetheart too and fascinating. Um, okay. Enough. So I uh, wanted to talk to you before I let you run here about uh, reality and timeline shifting. So I've been doing a ton of this lately. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, yes. Tell me what you, what's your understanding about, about all that?
1: Yeah. So reality timeline shifting um, is really fucking cool. <laughs> and it kind of goes back to like the um, kind of how we were talking about time before. Yeah. Um, so obviously there's multiple different timelines happening all at once. Right. And so my theory is, is like, if you can see it in your mind's eye and you can envision it, it's already a thing. And you just need to shift to that timeline where it's already happening, and so um, you can do that. A couple like there's a lot of ways you can do that. So one of the main ways that I do is visualization, and I do scripting. Um, scripting is for anybody that doesn't know what scripting is. It's basically where you kind of thank the universe in advance for things that you want to happen as if they already happened.
0: I like the law. Of so assumption. like I
1: kind of yeah. Okay. So it'd be like. Um, Dear Universe, thank you so much for this ten million dollars in my bank account. like I' you know blah 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 x, y and Z, but you have to like you can't just write it. you have to like get fucking excited like act like you have that 10 million dollars and like put that energy into it and um when in when you put gratitude in front of it and you're thankful for it then it brings it into fruition a lot quicker and i've actually been able to manifest some really cool i actually manifested my um ayahuasca trip through scripting how cool is that and so um yeah so it was really cool um so yeah so that's one way that I do timeline shifting. You could also do it, you know, like in dream work, you can do like astral, like in the astral realm, do timeline shifting. Um, I'm trying to think what are some other ways that maybe um, I've done timeline shifting. What about you? I know you said you're kind of. Um,
0: oh, I'm, I'm into it all the time. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So, I mean, in a few ways, too. Uh, so I mowed a Mandela out here or a mandala, whatever the hell you want to call it. It's more of a labyrinth. So I let about an acre and a half. It's like this area we have back here that just has pecan trees and stuff in it. And I mowed it and I go ground in it. So like what you were talking about, I walk barefoot in it every night. and It's wonderful. So I go out there and do that. That is my energy center to do that. I also have a set of trees that were up on an arboretum, something like that, that I had to tear down, so I thatched them together, and it's, I treat it like a portal. So I enter this oh, portal cool. to use it to in this area, that's my meditation as well. I'm very quiet, there's no phones, you know, I don't take my phone with me. Uh, and I do this, but that's my way of doing kind of all of this at once, right? Uh, and then I come yeah. back through the portal with the intentions that I've set in this, it usually takes about 45 minutes to do, right, at a, at a chill space. Uh, and then back, and I do this all the time. I do also do this in the shower, and I've Talked about this on the show where you jump in the shower. It treated as a portal. The water also carries a lot of intention. It has a lot of energy conductivity properties with that. Uh, And then another one is just uh, before you go to sleep. Uh, You don't know what happens. You know consciously in between the time that you go to sleep and wake up you know you could wake up different every day just with implanted memories right uh and so uh you can do this i intended to wake up in the best timeline and then when you wake up in the morning the first thing you say is i have woken up in the best timeline and you can do this you know in little ways but it what it happens and what i think why it works is because it changes you energetically and that's what is needed Mm -hmm. to make the shift you're not equipped at the energy you are to have those things that's why they're elusive in your life right now, but you can have them. You just have to match the energy that's necessary to bring them into your life. And then it just happens, right?
1: Yeah, 100%. And that's actually when I do my scripting and things, I actually do it at bedtime. So I do it like I make sure like I'm good and tired and I do the scripting and then I shut it and like go to sleep.
0: So you just and like writing actually, that last thing and you like
1: oh, yeah you, I'm just pass that one out. Last you got pin on
0: your face in the morning yeah
1: <laughs> just like all colored on yeah. i accidentally drew a mustache yeah. on myself
0: <laughs> you sleep on it and it imprints on you like the uh, play-doh in the <laughs> newspaper okay cool
1: oh yeah yeah the putty mm-hmm. yeah and i actually do do a lot of um, energy work and like healing work in the shower too the water is very like conductive for things like that
0: yeah. Yeah. And you can even uh, do the simulation argument if you want that the, you know, it's not rendered outside where you can't see. So you can actually ju- step into a new place that's rendered differently for you. And you do that by changing yourself. It's just, it's just fun, you know? And if anything else, like I use doorways, I mean, anything can be a portal, right? You set an intention and then you oh, walk yeah. through it. It's fascinating. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I do that a lot with, um, like, in, with, like within meditation. So I do something. Um, have you ever call, heard of a uh, path working?
0: No, but it sounds fucking amazing.
1: So I use path working. I actually kind of just got into it, but um, it's where it's kind of like a form of visualization or meditation where you create different paths in your mind. And so like, as an example, like you can start one path, like you want to start your paths off in the same spot every time. So you want to create either like, um, like a hut or a a door or something that you like walk into. So, so for me, what I do is I'll get in my mind's eye, I see a door. And then, so depending on what kind of intention I want, I put a symbol on the door for what I'm intending to do. So I open the door and I go into this hut and the hut is where I start every single time. So I go down, um, the pathway of the hut, you know, take a right, and then take a left and there's a garden there. And then in this garden, you can find some type type of doorway, whether it's like on a tree or a, a hole in the ground opens up, or it's just like you do these whole different like paths. And then so like, say the ground opens up, then you go down this staircase that goes down into the earth. And then what you find in the earth, like you can go searching for like answers or you know, create like new neural pathways in your brain, essentially with these like different like passages. But then like to close it off, you have to always go back up the same path that you came from and then go back out the door to like close it off and like solidify it. And then you wake up and whatever. So it's like you can do some really fucking cool stuff
0: with it. I love that so much. So do you ever so it's always the same up to a point, but in the garden is where the differences are created for you.
1: Yeah, for for me, I mean, sometimes I I like I'll have um I kind of have like a path for um all the different elements. So like the garden one would be for if I want to work on like earth stuff, like um, material stuff, or you know. St- so I kind of go by based off of um you know like tarot yeah like the pentacles. So like earth, pentacles, like that would all be one path. Then I have stuff for, you know, like fire. And then I have the, um, water energy and then I have, you know, air energy. And so I have all the different, um, elements and I have different paths for each element. And so depending on what I'm working on, um, it, I would use that specific path to navigate it.
0: Damn, you're cool. That is so fascinating. <laughs> I love the shit out of that. I think that's so much fun, and it's so participatory. That's the thing about it, right? You want, yeah, you want to engage in this place because that's how you make changes. And doing this, even that. I mean, while exploring that place, it's. Yes, it's rewiring neurons, but also you're you're changing your vibe. It's a whimsy, you know. There's like an explorative type of a mm-hmm. element to that that's that can't be ignored. That's so cool. Um, what's what's like the craziest thing? Just using one any of those examples that you've you've taken this trip, you've gone to your garden or wherever, uh, and then come out of it. What's the craziest thing that you've been able to, I guess, either bring about or understand through that experience?
1: Ooh, that's a tough question (laughs) let me think about that or even Um, your
0: favorite like just one that was super dope
1: yeah um i mean i've done a lot of like um i've done a lot of shadow work that way honestly so i have um i've done a lot of my shadow work um Mostly in the, well, I guess it just depends, but I have, well, so I have a separate shadow work path too. So I usually go like when I have my shadow work path, um, I go down and I end up in this, um, I go through a tree, go down the stair, this like dirt staircase. And then I end up in this giant like crystal womb, this like crystal cave. It's like just made up of like quartz and all these like really high vibrational, like energy from all these crystals. And so the, the, um premise behind that is like the crystals absorb all of your negative energy but then they repurpose it and give it back to you as positive energy so it's kind of like that exchange and so um i've had a lot of really cool insights um in that crystal cave specifically um especially when it relates to just like um healing trauma but i um was able to really understand um i had a f- like I've always been super shy and like quiet and things like that up until probably, you know, the last year or two. And so I never really understood why, like I, get it. Like, you know, like anxiety, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, there's a deeper reason as to why, like, I have such a hard time expressing myself. And like, I would always feel like I, I always would feel like this, like choking feeling. like, I'm like, I don't get it. And so I'm like, I went into the crystal cave. I'm like, okay, what, like, I need to know, like, what is the deal with this? And so I went into the crystal cave. I actually didn't get anything. But when I came out from that experience, I went into the shower, And all of a sudden these like flashbacks of memories from past lives just came up. And, um, I was in the shower and it was more just like a feeling like I didn't really see much in my mind's eye, but I'm more of like a feeler. So I felt this like, um, from a past life or ancestral work, just like all this like traumatic pain of like being persecuted, um, as a witch or like a healer. And so, um, I was, you know, healing people and, um, i got persecuted and called the witch and all these things and they hung me and um so i always like i felt like the hanging happened like in my body and then i felt like i just started like sobbing like i've never cried that hard in my entire life and I, and i'm a fucking crier so i cry <laughs> a lot <laughs> just because that's my emotional release not yeah. as like i actually like it sounds fucking kind of like sadistic I, or what's some what's the one where you uh hurt yourself is it
0: masochistic yeah masochistic yeah.
1: masochistic masochistic so um it sounds masochistic but i enjoy crying because it's like a good release but anyways so like i just felt um all of this like pain like just like washing through me so it was like all this like ancestral trauma that just like was like being reenacted through my body and through my feelings and then after that like I was like, okay, like, I feel like I can speak up now, like, let's test this. And so like the universe has kind of been like testing me in little ways, like, okay, here's a scenario. Are you going to speak up? And then I do. And then the universe rewards me. And then if I don't, then it gives me a a scenario that's, that's similar to that. And so like, it was after that, like pathworking experience in that cave, that, that really big blockage really kind of started healing itself. So that was probably my most, my biggest one with pathworking.
0: That's incredible. and So I, I like, though, how expressive you are with it. That's, that's wonderful. I mean, because you found a really nice way not to hang on to any of that shit. Like, you identify it and move on. So I want to ask you about uh, shadow work specifically uh, before I cut you loose here. Okay. So, okay. Is the equivalent of shadow work where you go in to fix things that you are either aware or unaware of? Do you have to be specific or is it the equivalent to perhaps like a car wash where you like take your dirty ass car in It's got bird shit all over it You don't need to know which bird shit on it like what the species was you just need to get it off So you just run it through like an all-purpose car wash and it just cleans everything up no matter what the stains are It cleans them all without you having to identify it. Does that make sense? Or do you have to point it out and go I need I'm get, just getting the bird wash treatment done. That's it
1: Um, honestly, it depends person a person um it's kind of individualistic. Like sometimes you don't need to know like the details of everything. And sometimes like, especially when you have like repressed memories, um, your brain represses them for a reason, right? you know? And so you don't necessarily, if you're doing fine, not knowing, you know, certain things, then why open that can of worms and have that like whole world of pain open up for you. If you can heal it, like those emotions without actually like remembering the memories but sometimes it is helpful to know specifics it just really depends on what shadow you're healing and like how um how painful it is if that makes sense
0: it does and and this is why i asked is because it does seem like there's a variety of different ways you can do this just like everything right it's not a one one size fits all for any of this shit so, yeah. But what about uh, whenever you do go in to do stuff like that, it does seem like, yeah, some folks have the idea that you have to face it all and you have to stare it right in the face. So you have to unveil everything and get it all out and let it all out and release it. But like you said, maybe there's maybe it's not necessary i mean do you think eventually it will be necessary do you think that because there's got to be degrees of it as well right you don't need to just slam it all at once like let's just fix this part of you let's keep that yeah okay
1: yeah that's the thing too is like with shadow work you don't want to be doing shadow work all the time 24 7 because you're going to be drained and you're going to be you're going to get depressed honestly because shadow work is grueling it's really fucking hard like anyone that tells you shadow work is like a fucking cakewalk is a liar it was a walk in the park for
0: me no problem my shadow and i are buddies i call him Darkwing. wing we just hang out yeah
1: Yeah. Like eventually you'll, you know, you can get to that point, but like when you're in the depths of your shadow, those are like your tender ass areas. Those are the, the, where, you know, when you have a bruise and you like keep poking it and it hurts, (laughs) but you like kind of like that. It hurts, you know, it's like. Masochistic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But anyways, yeah. So it's kind of, um, you want to do it chunk by chunk because it can be, uh, you don't want to just, it's almost like, don't psych yourself out and be like, yeah, I'm going to go in this. I'm just going to heal everything in this one session. Like, no, it doesn't happen like that. And it's never going to happen like that because people are multifaceted and we're all layered and things come out when we're ready to handle them. So there's certain things that maybe like you could have done all the shadow work in the world and you're, you know, 60 years old, but you weren't ready to handle something until just now. So now it's ready to come out. So you don't ever want to force something to come out until it's ready to come out. And it'll, It'll show itself eventually when it's meant to come out. Does that does that answer your
0: question? It completely answers my question because it makes the most sense ever. Because you don't start with you know the high levels of manifestation before you know that your words have power. You know you you Mm -hmm. want to start with the semantics and that, and then you stair step up into it. And it's interesting too because I'm sure you found this because you've already explained that you have that whenever you reach certain levels it's just like that old thing when the student is ready the teacher will appear and what's crazy cool is that when you get to these new levels of understanding new people pop up in your life like a taylor yeah. alina and she just comes by and just drops <laughs> some mad heat on your on your podcast here and just blows us all away because we're ready now you know we're all collectively yes. ready to be able to uh, enjoy that type of information and to assimilate it into our lives in a in a helpful way and it doesn't just go right over our heads same thing with the shadow work thing i, I would think that you would yeah stair step into it because also it's like a muscle right and And so you build that muscle by practicing it. So when you practice, even though, of course, like you said, you don't want to do it all the time, but dip your toe into that so that you're used to what it feels like, how to deal with things and move on so that you can get to more challenging things to clear so that you can really move on. Right.
1: A hundred percent. You nailed it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the thing is, oh, go ahead. No, please, (laughs) please.
0: I was just going to tell you, you're awesome. That's it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was just going to say, um, damn, I lost my train of thought um where was i going with that i don't know i don't know i was Sometimes hoping your guide would be like
0: you. tell this guy he's got a booger you know and you just hadn't told me the whole time and it's a big old monger <laughs> hanging out of my face yeah <laughs>
1: Just let him know he's got a bat in the cave. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Bat in the cave, guys. Um, No, I mean, I I was going to wrap it up here. I think you're incredible. I could talk to you just all the time about everything. I'm going to be sending you a bunch of stuff to check out. We have a lot more to talk about in the future. So if you want, we can just cap it on this one. And then um, I'll just have you back because this is super dope. You're incredible.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Thank you so much. This is so much fun. I, I like when I get to just like tell people shit <laughs> and like have conversations and they reciprocate it you know because I feel like in like everyday life it doesn't always happen like that you like start talking about something they're like mm, you're kind of weird like let's just not talk about this but now I'm like oh someone gets it like this is cool
0: <laughs> oh we get it and this this audience is very open to this so you will be getting messages and new people want to reach out to you uh, just because you're light you can feel your energy through this and people pick up on this in the audio in the video you can actually feel it it's just like that those meditation tapes with 532 hertz and I know you have a spot Spotify playlist. It's very cool. And I will be linking all of that stuff down in the show notes, guys. So make sure that y'all go check her out. Taylor and Lena, I cannot thank you enough. Your soul tribe for damn sure. Thank you so much. This was awesome.
1: Hell yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I really, really appreciate it. This has been great. And uh, yeah, if anyone wants to reach out and message me, please, please do. I'm always open to all the conversations.
0: Absolutely. Bring her all the conversations, guys. And all the ways, of course, to find her will be linked down in the show notes. Check her out. Taylor and Anna, thank you so much. You're wonderful. Perfect.
1: Thank you so much. You're wonderful as well.
0: my god what an amazing young lady so uh, Taylor will definitely be back on we have a lot more planned in the future with her uh, but go check her out in the meantime guys uh, links in the show notes I am so grateful for her and her time that was just so much fun and she's just incredible that just gets the old gears working and that's beautiful uh, I think a lot was a lot was figured out in that I'm, I'm grateful for Taylor again and her time so uh, the music that you're hearing right now guys is by a good buddy mine Vinny the Saint check out the uh, link for him down in the show notes as well. Well, also linked down there is the way that you can expand your experience with us here on the show, and that is through expandingrealitypodcast.com. That is where links for everything is Rockfin, all the socials, merchandise, all of that good stuff is down there. So go check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, so go out into this beautiful place, guys, and pick up a piece of litter, of course, first and foremost. Uh, buy somebody in line around you a coffee or a meal, something small doesn't mean a big deal financially but it makes a massive difference spiritually and vibrationally right Uh, so also just be nice to everybody you come across hold doors open you know animals all that good stuff smile at folks that's not that's not going away so let's you know keep that up uh get out of the fucking left hand lane of course that's a pain in the ass and of course as always above all and anything else go out into this beautiful place whatever the fuck this thing is and y'all just be good to one another